Hello everyone, welcome to Think and Speak Positive by Kibai Path. Today we are on episode 007 and we have with us Jacob Rybunowski who is a business developer at the CBS, Copenhagen Business School, but specifically at the CSC, which is the Copenhagen School of Entrepreneurship. He's an important person in the workflow of every entrepreneur and startup, and uh, he's going to share with us his insights and background, and he gives us an interesting lesson about failure and uh, how to use it as a powerful asset. It was great fun talking with him. I hope you enjoy as well. Enjoy the talk. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Think and Speak Positive by Kivai Pa. Today, I have with me someone important. Thank you. Uh, I mean, I assume it's about me. <laughs> <laughs> yes, the guest is important because he is a business developer in, at the CSC, but also an interesting mind that I think you should all listen to. So, Jacob, can you introduce yourself? Thank you. Thank you for, uh, for inviting me. Thank you for this uh, really... Uh difficult to take really the, the introduction because now I need to lift up with who I am to this great to this great <laughs> things you said about you me. You have to be yourself. Yeah. So uh, my name is Jacob and I work with Copenhagen School of Entrepreneurship. My job is uh, or the title is business developer but uh, it is somewhat misleading because business development in the world of business so often means uh, sales or head of sales where I don't, I don't do that directly. I literally develop businesses. I work with businesses to help them develop into successful companies. I spend time working with startups to help them through the jungle of difficulties that every startup needs to go through at early stages. So that is me and my work at, at CSE in short. Yeah. Anyway, we're going to discover all the panel of it. But before we start, I gave you a little notebook. It's a little tradition now. Mm-hmm. Um, you put on this notebook a word that comes into your mind. <clears throat> like right now? Yeah, whatever the word. I, I think right now would be terrified. So I will, I will wait a second with, with, with a better word coming. Mine is like, oh damn. <laughs> yeah, precisely, right? Not, not the things like... Why not? Literally, you can put oh, terrified or oh damn. It's okay. It doesn't really matter. No, no, no. I'll, I'll wait a second. Better will come. <laughs> we have time. You're just leaving at 3 p.m. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. So now it is. Let's see if I spelled it correctly. But Don't tell me. Oh. You can close it. Is it okay if it's actually two words? It's okay. One okay. complements the other. We'll see at the end how it goes. Okay. So tell me, how did you enter the field of business development? You didn't actually end school and say, I want to become a business developer. No, but uh, since I started school... I probably it goes even further back. For all my life, main source of income in my family was from private business. One of my parents owned. Okay. So since forever I was understanding the risk of ups and downs and not not living by the oh it's the first of the month so the paycheck came in and and that's where we can go shopping, right? Yeah. And then, okay, it is 28th. That's better not spend any money <laughs> because I, I said this with businesses, the money comes in and out, more out than in, <laughs> but it co- comes at random intervals. Yeah. So I grew up with it. It is the default for me. So when I moved out uh, from my parents' home to start my bachelor's, even at my bachelor's, I was trying to figure out some things, how we can 
do things and sell things and make some some more any money with with my colleagues at uh, the university at school. And the good thing was that I never really lost a lot of money in those. So that's that's a success. Because all of them closed down, yet they closed down without significant loss. And uh, I consider that to be a success. And then when I started my bachelor, I had I already engaged with even even more uh, and more serious activities. I was organizing with a group of friends university Roskilde University case competition. It was the first case competition from my university, uh, and of course we decided to do it with a twist rather than just copying what everybody else did. So instead of inviting teams, we invited individuals. How challenging! We didn't see it that way, but yes, it was. <laughs> yes. So we invited a bunch of people and. We, over the first days, we train them how to join team and how to work in a team that you are being put into. Oh, it's like a preparation to enter a team. Yeah, I mean, we, we knew that if we at random drop in a Dane, American, Bangladeshi and South Korean person, that mix at random could be explosive. So we taught them a couple of principles of... Uh, how to collaborate with with people of different background, different skill sets, and so on. So that was exciting part because case competitions in themselves are are very similar. All of them. There, it is seldom that you have any exciting twist. You just have more or less exciting companies to work with, and more or less exciting challenges. So we train people to be high performing teams. But yeah. did you change the set of it? Or it was like you booked like a, a venue and you put them together? And we did it all at the university. So we had them for two days training with different partners on cultural differences, work together and how to build a high performance teams. And then uh, we presented them the case and we gave them, uh, I think, two days to solve it or something okay. like that. And of course, facilitated all the things in between. Yeah. That was interesting. That was a fun thing to do. You had already kind of, uh, you had the mindset, yeah, the skill set. It's difficult to say if I had the skill set, but I had some skills. I definitely had the mindset. And then uh, since then, I uh, also quite soon after started working with, with Venture Cup, which later on became my first employer after graduation. So I started working part-time and I got some extra hours. And before I graduated, they offered me a job. So it took longer to graduate <laughs> because I cannot devote half of my time to something it is all you know it's all all or nothing at all oh so i of course devoted all my time and to work and it was hard to find time to to write my master thesis but then i finally put it all behind me and uh, after four years with venture cup i i moved to work with with copenhagen school of entrepreneurship wow and you never thought about creating your own company yes very much it may be risky to say it but I, or also when I was a student, I was not uh, financially able to to take too many risks. For example, that's the beauty of Denmark that Danish students, they get SU and, and that support. I was not uh, receiving any of those. So I was not able to to dedicate my time to the riskiest and the craziest ideas that I had. And I had to just put them into a notebook and uh, and, and hide them in, I know that file. into the drawer, right? You know that file. We all have that file. So I wasn't able to pursue all of the crazy ideas I would wish to pursue. And that also made me decide to wait until I gain more experience to then execute on one of the ideas that I had, have, or will have. Okay. 
where at the moment the beauty is that right now I am somewhat learning on somebody else's expense. If I make a mistake, it is not directly me who needs to carry the burden of it. Yeah, definitely. Of course. You still have the responsibility of because of your title. But you, you, you understand what I, understand. I mean. It's yeah. a little less risky. Exactly. And then I just allow myself to do things for, uh, for hobbies uh, that, uh, that may turn into uh, something potentially worth doing full time. Is it the norm in, in Denmark or for the people? I have no idea what is the norm in Denmark. It turns out that people that I, that I surround myself with, they are far from norm. Cool. <laughs> I mean, I work with entrepreneurs and, and, and even if I, and when I say that I work at CBS, I directly cut myself. <laughs> I clean cut. I'm not one of the researchers. I'm not one of the people who work at the university. If you would think that I'm part of the administrative staff of the, of the university, This is not exactly the description of who I am and what I do. <laughs> I didn't think that. But 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 on paper I could be I could be put into the same box of of employees of CBS. Yeah, that's true. And you actually CSC. Yeah, but actually CBS is my employer, and and CSC is just a department. Okay, so what do you do exactly here at the CBS? If you could actually share one day, for example today, your workflow. So right now. Of course, days are not always as I dreamed them, dreamed them to be. Days happen to be uh, sometimes more of the things that you wouldn't want to do. And, <laughs> you know, the balance is disturbed. But I try to, in the morning, I try to plan out all the things that I have on my plate and to split them into priority groups. Big share of my time that I spend at work is meeting with startups on different levels. Sometimes it's the entry meeting where I invite them to, uh, to Copenhagen School of Entrepreneurship. Mm-hmm where I need to verify their uh, startup's eligibility to to be part of CSE. Oh, so you actually kind of process who yes. enters. Yes. And uh, But then uh, uh, meetings can also be with startups who are more advanced. Sometimes it's a scheduled meeting. Sometimes it's somebody having problem and just reaching out. I need help. Let's talk. And that is just often way more engaging because the, most, the more advanced startup, the higher the stakes. Yeah. The more fun. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so uh, so you see them from beginning to underway? Yes. And how do you choose a startup? What are you looking for when a startup comes up to you with an idea or a concept? You mean me by CSE? Yeah, you when you choose, because you're the one choosing. In the I'm, you're I'm guiding, not. You're I'm guiding. Not, yeah, but we have, we have actually uh, set criteria for that, and it's not me handpicking. It would be it would change completely the rules of the game if we would be handpicking startups. But then we don't have any as organization. We do not take any uh, stake in companies. We don't take shares. We the startups receive the support for free. So we behave completely different as an organization compared to accelerator that takes equity, as they just need to maximize it and they need to uh, have a different criteria for. Uh, They need to have a different selection criteria. And what are your criteria then? Of the hard-written ones is definitely that there needs to be a student and a founding team. But besides that, we are looking into a team, their competences and their commitment. Because ideas are so much in flux. They are in constant change. And I mean, th- this is the desired element. Because uh, if you are so stuck to your initial idea that you're unwilling to change it, probably will not go far with it. Yeah, you have the eye to sense it when the team comes or when an individual. To some extent, yes, but also I, not always. <laughs> And how many startups have you guided so far, personally? 
personally, I don't know. I can tell you that as a Copenhagen School of Entrepreneurship, we welcome about 250 startups a year. And I work for just about two years uh, with CSE. So uh, that's that would be the number of startups that I surrounded myself while working at CSE. But then with my previous job, I was employed to, as a part of the responsibility, organize competitions for a startup, for university startups, where I was reading a couple of hundreds of application and business models a year. There are, again, a lot of information, that knowledge that I can apply here now and kind of uh, foresee the shortcomings of, of, of different plans that the startups would would draft. Mm, I see. But it's difficult to say how many of them I directly uh, guide because uh, there was a case that somebody said that something I said was so valuable and I couldn't even remember at what point it was <laughs> <laughs> because it turned out to be kind of a walk and talk on my way out of the office. <laughs> and it turned out that that piece of advice was really valuable for them at that point. While on the other hand, I could feel that, oh, I helped that startup a lot of throughout one hour meeting that we had and We really try to dig deeper into what is the core of the problem. And it could be that that meeting didn't turn out to be useful for them. So it's really difficult to say what impact meetings or work has. Yeah, I agree. Because it is, in my eyes, I could say something. But it what, what really matters is what the startups uh, gain from it. And I'm a, I so much prefer to just help one more startup rather than create a feedback loop and be creating uh, systems where we will be collecting feedback after every single meeting to figure it out to whom we help and to whom we didn't. And do you work by yourself? You have maybe other people surrounding you? No, oh, of course. I, we are a team. We are um, three people working full-time, uh, two business developers, one project coordinator, and we also have a colleague who is a student assistant who helps us. So it's not me alone, not at all. And please do not get impression that, that I myself stand behind it. I will not give that impression. I put it, I'll put a huge type saying he doesn't hold it all on his shoulders. No, 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 not at all. And that would be completely not fair towards my colleagues. And what do you like the most about helping a startup? Oh, they can challenge me. And there's nothing more joyful than intellectual, intellectual challenge. How did they challenge you? They work with things that I don't know that much about. I'm helping the same a company who works with consultancy and a company who develops uh, software. And I am there to speak with them, both of those groups. And I'm not expert in everything. I am expert in very few domains. And they just get to challenge me intellectually with the questions that they bring, with the problems that they have. It's not that startup comes to me with a problem and I just turn my head away from my screen and I say, 42 is the answer. And they type in 42 into the computer and like, oh my God, it works. It's not like that. That could be funny. I hope you get the reference of 42 being the answer for everything in the world. Oh, didn't get that, sorry. Yeah, uh, Hitchhiker's Guide Through Galaxy. It's a book and a movie. But I guess this, a lot of them would get... Hopefully somebody will... Please somebody get the reference. Don't make me the Don't geek. Don't make me by email, okay? <laughs> <laughs> please, I'm just starting. <laughs> no, 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 but... Uh, so you're triggered by challenge. Yeah, I, yes, exactly. And it's also that, I mean, uh, of course, we work with uh, all stages for companies and uh, quite naturally, the early stages are slightly more generic. Speak with your customers. What does a customer say? Yeah. Find a product market fit. And to many, to many startups, those things are still somewhat new and they are early in the process. And of course, uh, seeing people grow, it's also just joy. Yeah, it's a pretty difficult phase yeah. as well when you start. Exactly. 
Do they? Do you give them like extra support, mental support, because it demands a lot of toughness as well? Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know. Then again, you shouldn't ask me. You should ask those who I coached if I do give them any mental support. I wanted to, but I didn't find anyone to. <laughs> it was the plan, <laughs> but uh, I didn't find anyone. They were all up here. <laughs> You can say if you're a charismatic person, you need to ask third person about that, about a person in question, does that person have a charisma? Because self-assessment in cases like that, it's... Uh, but you don't feel it, like when you talk to someone and you it came with... You ask me to confirm something really, really <laughs> bold of me. I will not tell it out loud. Okay. We have two microphones in front of ourselves. I know it will leave a trace and there will be somebody saying... <laughs> I don't, th I don't think, I don't think it was a case for me. <laughs> <laughs> I keep that. <laughs> well, I generally prepare some themes, it's true. But so far we have, I think, talked about your trigger. I'd like to talk about the faith that you may have in people you meet. Do you think faith is important when you work with a startup at the beginning? For founders in their own idea or for me having, could you... You having faith in their ideas and in what they can achieve. My faith in them is somewhat irrelevant because it is them who needs to lift it off the ground. Oh. So okay. they need to have a faith in themselves regardless of what the circumstances are. And, the, and in this case, I would be a circumstance that believes or don't believe in them. I see. And that should be... Not the question. Not the question. I think the question is for every founder or co-founder, do I, do we believe we can make it? And it's their faith in their idea that matters. It's interesting because you, you say that you help them in planning strategies and how they can grow. Mm -hmm. And you remove the faith part of the process. I don't say I remove the faith part, but I say that my faith, I could also misjudge. I, I also had the cases where I just didn't, the idea didn't clink and it took them a long, long time. For you, for them? Of, of, uh, it took me a long time to figure it out, wow, it actually makes sense. Or somebody draws a picture of something massive that makes sense, but it's so massive that I cannot imagine how those two individuals that I'm meeting with are actually able to create it. Hmm. And in that case, I can be like, I'm not buying it. I'm... Uh, you know, on a personal level, but I will still provide them professionally as much support as I, as I can. And I love to be proven wrong in those cases, right? But in, in those cases, it is irrelevant how much I believe in them. And it needs to be them who believes in themselves and in the idea, because it's not going to be me who will be at 11 o'clock in the office trying to figure out why the website is down, <laughs> right? And they need to believe in the, in the product or, or whatever they're doing strong enough to actually be there at that 11 o'clock in the night to get that website up and running. Do you like... Sorry, I'm a little bit... <laughs> <laughs> Please, poke me with a stick. What I meant by faith is that maybe the word is way too extreme. Yes. What I meant is that you have to be willing to help a startup, right? Yeah. You don't yeah. just help everybody. You have to at least like, okay, I take the extra time to talk to you. But this is just a personal... This is a matter of personal relation that I built with people that, that are here, working here. And with the program that we have created, we have a couple of interactions through which they will receive support from me or my colleagues. For example, they will have the intro meeting, they will receive additional one hour of business development. That is for sure. And everybody who is part of CSC will be receiving that. 
And then, of course, we are all busy, right? And I wouldn't find time to speak with everybody. But sometimes I do just, instead of drinking my coffee in front of my computer desk and trying to, with one hand, answer some, some email, mm-hmm. I just take it down or take it out from, uh, from my office and, and go and have a chat with some people. And this is the, the element that, that is not framed into a scope of proof program. But this is also where we provide, where I believe I provide some value. But then I don't choose to chat with people that I wouldn't want to speak with. Right? Simple as that. And, and that is that is very subjective element that I chose to stop by somebody's desk and ask, how are you doing? And I choose to ask that question. It's not yeah, hard thinking, but it's, it comes naturally, right? I like that person. He is, she is really cool. How are you doing? Okay. But... I don't know what makes people that. I don't know if it makes me like them. Or if that's the, it's not a particular sympathy, but you know, we just clink with some people and with some uh, clink, click with some people and with, with others you don't. Yeah. And, it's, and it's, I believe, a natural thing. At the same time, uh, so far I haven't got any backlash because it just brings additional value to some. And that's the way it is. And a lot of them need that. Yeah. That yeah. extra talk, extra extra smile or extra, okay, how are you exactly. doing so far? Because exactly. it's not easy for them at all. No. And you see that? Yeah, of course I see that. <laughs> of course I see that. What do you tell them? Hang in there? <laughs> yeah, I mean, of, of course we, we, go, we work with startups through their ups and through their downs. You know, sometimes it's uh, brewing a coffee stronger. <laughs> and sometimes it's just... Uh, Instead of sitting in the office, taking the, sitting in the office and having a meeting in the office, it's a walk and talk. In the park, there's a beautiful park. Exactly. And giving them more of a yeah, motivation uh, and, and, and discussing not so much of a business, but okay, where are you in this roller coaster? Because, yeah. of course, it's not only about business, because without people, those businesses won't go much. Do you feel that you're making impact in a way? Because a lot of the startups are creating projects that are really impactful. You're, you're actually part I, of the work. And then again, I wish, but it's, it's a bold of me to, to claim. I cannot, that's the thing, I cannot claim to, uh, to be an element of a success of any company. I am... How funny you distance yourself from that kind of It is mentoring. for startups to say that I helped them or I didn't help them. Have you yeah. ever had startups coming after succeeding? Yeah, yeah. we had a week. Just two weeks ago, we had a startup on stage on a Coffee Wednesday. And they uh, put me and a couple of my colleagues on a, on a photo and said, like, those guys at those points helped us through where we were at that point. And that, was, that felt very, very rewarding, of course. Very rewarding, difficult pronounce you can say it again if you want no nobody's judging i make mistakes you do what (laughs) (laughs) i sense a lot of irony in that i think it is quite normal we do make mistakes and if for anybody to expect me to not make mistakes i just i just can't wait to see their great disappointment on their faces ah but this is also an interesting part of of entrepreneurial journey we expect, or I, I say this broad, we as a society, we expect things to work from the day one. Yeah, right? that's true. We expect giant leaps of technology. We expect uh, self-driving cars to solve all of the problems from the day one they reach the streets, where we forgot that learning process is difficult uh, because we, I don't know, glorify that 
you have the best scientists on it. How can it's not working? It takes some time. It takes time and it takes also effort and sweat of those greatest, greatest of the great. And I'm and I'm quite far from being recognized among the greatest or even great. <laughs> so I do make mistakes. The word entrepreneur or startup is pretty fancy. Mm-hmm. Uh, people think it's pretty cool. Students come out of school and actually. In France, for example, it's a huge wave of people wanting to create startups and working for startups without knowing the behind the scenes. Do mm-hmm. you think that there should be more openness of how hard it is to create a startup today? Um, from the way you framed it, yes. From the way I see it, as a man from within, mm-hmm. I think people know. <laughs> or People who do it. People who do it, they know it's tough. Right? People who are obsessed, the glow of, oh, I want to become a startup owner or founder. Yeah. Because a lot do that. And yeah, they but, enter and they... Yeah, but can we really call them entrepreneurs? No, or they are they just... To be or they, they yeah, to. yeah, of course, but uh, it is... Um, Imagine a student, a set of students, and we have a founder who comes and just talks about what he's doing. He yeah. won't be talking about the dark spots, maybe, but... I understand what you're saying. Well, that's why it's not for everybody, right? Okay, we're I, getting I, there. I think, I, I think this is this is a given. Not everybody is meant to be an entrepreneur, and people need to also learn it by doing. And this is also why I think that CSC is a cool place because we try to celebrate failures. And in my CV when applying for this job, I had written that I successfully closed multiple companies. Really? Yes. And 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 you can laugh about it. I mean, I no, no, I, I hope it's not a mockery, no, 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 but no. I did, and I'm proud of it that I and I I learned from that. I like the honesty and the just being totally the frankness of it. Because expecting people to, I mean, ask anybody who had a startup exit, how many companies did they start before that? There is one Zuckerberg in the world, and there won't be a second one. You will not create a second Facebook and. His process was also way more difficult than what you see on a TV show or a, or a, or a film. The millionaires who become from, from idea to a million uh, from one day to another, this is, this is not a reality in a way that... It's a mirage. Th- th- this is mi- yes, it is a mirage, exactly. Thank you. It's the same as uh, saying you're working to be a millionaire and just uh, buying a lottery tickets. Like This is not a work to become a millionaire. Working in a startup is, is a hard work and uh, it takes a lot of learning and most of people uh, close or most of the companies get close. Yeah, that's true. But everybody learns from that. And I think this is also a part of a Western culture that I'm not the proudest of, that we completely forget about the process. We focus on results. This is instantly. Yes. So because it's easier to measure and we love to measure things and we love, we love that element. And... That's also what I somewhat mock and challenge with saying I successfully closed companies. Results, I'm a failure. Yeah. But if you if you can actually read what it says there, it says that I learned about multiple, multiple skills. Yeah, that's pretty smart. But at the same time, I don't think if I applied to Danske Bank, they would understand it <laughs> yet. CSC understood it right away. <laughs> so there is a kind of a niche for people like you who are like straightforward I mean, uh, about the process. That also, that also depends what position you apply for, right? I was applying to 
to join Proof Team and and be one of the business developers. Obviously, we we are a pe- bunch of people who who are not just academic about our entrepreneurship. We are also hands on, hardened in you know fire and icy water. Yeah. So one day maybe you have your own company. Yeah, I'm I'm working on a thing on the side, but it's it's an idea that I want to do. But it's it's not a startup. It's it's a thing I like to do. And but at the same time, I know that if things fall into pieces, I could be leaving my current work to to do that. And at the same time, uh, that's the beauty of this place that my colleagues know about it, and at the same time they do support it. <laughs> How funny because. Today I was talking to Heidi, who is the founder of Glowspace, and we were talking about the fact that some companies, when you apply to them and you tell them that you have a side project that could become a company, they don't really appreciate that. They want you to be full-time dedicated to the company culture and everything. So it's still like a taboo outside of this space, of this world of entrepreneurs. It all depends on a, on a company culture, right? And that's also a thing. If, if I write it, Something like that in my, or if, if I'm ready to, to let my potential employer know that I'm working on a startup, if they are unable to understand the value of it, my question is to me, do I really want to work in that place? Of course, me being now in a comfortable position of having a job and not actively looking for one. So it's easier to say, of course, when you actively look for a, for a job, you need to do everything to maximize your chances. That's true. Yes. <laughs> I'm not in that position. So, uh, slightly different uh, perspective and also I am uh, maybe slightly more experienced than or uh, more senior than, uh, than, than than recent graduates so I can be more uh, demanding more demanding more picky we will all get there at some point <laughs> we will I want to talk about something quick I know yes. maybe it's not the topic but um, the number of female founders mm-hmm. for example here how many female founders do you have we had a report and we found it out that we are higher than the national average. I can send you the number for sure, but I think we were close, like the, the national average was about 30, 70. We got closer to 40, 60. At but the I beginning can, stage? Yes. Okay. But I could find the, the, the numbers for you later if you want. And if you see the process from the beginning stage to when they yeah, exit. level out, how many female founders oh, stay? I have no idea. We don't, we don't, have, we don't have metrics on that. I don't keep count. Okay. I don't know. Because I'm just curious to know how many female founders from the beginning to the end stays. That's the thing. We don't observe much the the end stage. We don't collect metrics on that. And it's also part of the fact that we do celebrate failures. We do celebrate people figuring out that it's time to close this company. This won't fly. You know, in my eyes, that's the time for celebration. As a part of that, we do not collect so much data on the exits companies finishing the proof program just because for broad audience that would just show the dooming number of failures in a negative way of understanding failure right because if you if you happen to realize that over 50 percent of companies failed and you have some statistics and you will see some graph about it for a person who isn't entrepreneur at heart for example for politicians that will that will bring us very little value in communication and this is also not what we stand for. And honestly, I don't care that much about how many people finishes and how they finish or whatever. I'm just very happy to, to, to see people grow throughout the process. Okay. So no point having any kind of specific 
layer for women? We we did have a track for a female entrepreneurs last semester. That was a one-time pilot. Did it go well? I suppose so. I, I wasn't part of that project. Difficult to say. But we do see a lot of female entrepreneurs. I see them equally capable to to building a companies as, as male founders. I'd like to talk about the fact that you seem to be pretty cool. Wow, didn't see that coming. Thank you. <laughs> I don't know, it's the Danish coolness. Thank you. Hugo? Hugo. Mm-hmm. How do you like finding that balance and staying motivated, inspired, driven, challenged? I think you need to ask the question again. Because <laughs> that is way that that is way too deep and way too complex to be like that's how I do it. I feel that it's it's not something that is easy to do, being so present and having so many energies that you exchange with startups, founders, and you give a lot. So how do you find your balance, your personal balance? Uh, I think doing sport gives me a lot of energy. I try to swim in the mornings. So it's sometimes I, I'm also beaten down now by the weather. <laughs> when I wake up, it's dark. I get yeah. to work, it's dark. I sit at work, it's dark. I get out from work, it's dark. It's not helping. But the fact that uh, I try to get up earlier, swim in the morning, and then when I get to work, I'm on top of my game while other people are just zombies looking for a first cup of coffee. I'm like ready for my third breakfast. So you have a kind of a routine. I try to have, yet I fail miserably at keeping up with it. <laughs> it demands a lot. I tried, I stopped, <laughs> I got back to it. Exactly. We all have been through it, right? Yeah. And that's why I... Uh, I find it that when I just give myself slack to do what I want, it gives me the best results rather than building rigid structures of I will be Monday, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday going to swimming pool. Nah, I will just go exactly on the days where I didn't plan. Because what a stupid idea it was for me to build myself such a rigid plan. So you understand that there's power in the unexpected then? Wow. Well, I'm married, so I would say yes. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, uh, yeah. Marriage gives a lot of unexpectancies. <laughs> That's a way to balance your, your professional life. Get married and have a routine. I wouldn't say that. Because, again, it's going to be on the microphone. It's going to be recorded and people will be like, hey, I did what you said and it's not true. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll never push people to get married. Think before doing anything. And, and, the, and the same with the companies. I, I give input. I don't give the ultimate answers. It's not that I don't, I don't have a 42 for everything. <laughs> you should see the movie. You should read the book. I will put a link on it. Yeah. <laughs> Do you have any mentors? Yeah, we have like my personal mentor. Yeah, you. Um, hmm. yeah, I used to have a personal mentor, but uh, that was a case where my lack of structure just made our relationship more fluffy. It takes systematic approach to, to having a mentor. Mm-hmm. As I believe, or, or in the in the structure we framed it, I was writing him monthly reports, uh, and then uh, we had a conversation based of those, based on those for my personal growth and development. But at the moment, no, I do not have a mentor. I have I have great colleagues to whom I look up to, and fairly recently, I uh, was invited with my colleague who is a uh, managing relationships with uh, outside uh, partners outside of CSE, and I was like, wow. How 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 did you how did you get to such an outcome when we started at that point of the conversation and 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 I openly said I want you to teach me that I want you to invite me for a couple of more of meetings like that and I and I want you to show me 
how you do your magic in communication with partners and with deal-making. So in this way, I, I am very open to acknowledge that people know more than I do. And if somebody knows more than I do, I am open to listen. Great. I like that mindset. Yeah. Because it's everywhere. It's everywhere. And no matter the age, it's funny because old, young, you can be inspired by anyone. Yeah. And that's pretty cool. Did you bring something for me? Uh, A little object? Yes, I was asked to bring some object that will spark conversation. So uh, I brought... Uh, I think you can sense what it is or hear it. It's a Rubik's Cube. And I like them. I like them because they, they gave me a challenge at some point. Now they don't challenge me anymore that much. Did you know how to resolve them? Yeah, of course. <laughs> I, I mean, of course. Show. Yes, I do. Uh, sorry. <laughs> so yeah, uh, so the cool, the cool part about it is that statistically it is impossible to solve it because it has so many combinations. That it, but then systematic approach actually makes it quite easy and easy to an extent that... You even do it without looking at it. Yeah, but I was just mixing it. <laughs> is this like a stress relief? Yeah, it is also a great stress relief. And uh, yeah, I just enjoy doing it. The thing is that for people, it seems to be something impossible to make. Yet understanding basic principles allows mm. to actually learn those basic principles that will later on help you understand. Too bad I cannot film this. Yeah, and we'll see how it's going to work on the... You were on the blues and after you left the blues. When you started, why weren't you a little bit annoyed not finding the combinations? Oh no, I was just, I was just challenged. And I, as I mentioned, I love to be challenged. A challenger. Yeah. And then uh, that one got boring because at a certain point you just learn how to be better at reducing number of moves and go doing it faster and faster. And to me, the faster and faster wasn't fun. And it wasn't fun because at some point it just, it's a monkey see, monkey does. And then I found the bigger ones. And then there was a 4x4, four four, there was a 5x5. Five five. You collect them. Uh, I actually really? solved them. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I think they are a beautiful design object. As well. And then I found also a challenge in a cube that has 12 walls of pentagons. And that one I still like because it still gives me a challenge. Can I see it? Yeah, of course. Just don't mix it too much because I just solved one of the layers. Yeah, I saw it. But that's why. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a challenger as well. But I mean, uh, it actually takes uh, to learn it. It takes uh, one YouTube tutorial. Dedication and patience. And uh, yeah, actually just two hours or something like that can easily uh, get you. If you need help, myself and a couple of other people here at CSC, we yeah. could help you with getting... That could be a, a fun Coffee Wednesday. I'm not sure if this is a Coffee Wednesday topic, but uh, yeah, we're going we're gonna to discuss that. Uh, and the team will figure out how well it could fit to the needs of our startups. I have another mm -hmm. really deep question. You know how bold I am now. Yeah. I can say how deep my questions are. Of course. Would you like your children to be entrepreneurs? Yeah, I wouldn't mind that not whatsoever. I would much rather my children to be entrepreneurs than just uh, sucking on the billions I'm going to make at some point. <laughs> you wouldn't want them to like enjoy it. Oh, no, not at all. Nothing, just do it. No, no, not, not like, <laughs> not I'm going to just put them to the orphanage <laughs> just to make it tough for them. That's a brilliant idea for them to learn hard. Right? Yeah. I wouldn't do the same, but I would give them a little tip. <laughs> I, I want to say clearly, I said I would not. <laughs> but yeah, I wouldn't mind whatsoever. I mean, as I told you, it's, it's, it's just something that you, like, that becomes the default, as it became default for me that, it's not systematic. You were surrounded by it. 
Yeah, but there was no 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 system. There was no systematic inflow of money into my home, and uh, as a kid, you just learned that this is this is uh, this is normal. And I would not imagine how it would be to, to have to have salary on the whatever first of every month. What does that mean? My dad, I saw him doing so many businesses, and the ups and downs of it. Maybe that's why I never dared to step into his shoes because. When you see your parents doing it and it's not easy, tend to keep it with you as well. And now you cannot stop doing it. Well, now I'm just about to solve it, so... Can I stop you for a second? Yes. Can we do the exercise? Of course. <laughs> yeah. The white, the blues. So uh, what's, what's the exercise? What would you want to hear about it? You have to put a new word. Okay. Again. Yeah, a new word again. I think that's also an interesting to, uh, to be uh, presented with one of your favorite toys told you shouldn't play with it right now even though it was you were asked to bring it to the table and show how it works and at the same time expected to say wise words while they are recorded it shows a lot about who you are <laughs> <laughs> and i didn't expect a toy so i'm you can play with it i don't mind you're playing with it literally so i'm gonna keep on by myself yeah keeping up the talk so i'm, I'm still I, think, I feel i'm still responsive to some extent you are <laughs> Maybe now we can share our words. Yes. I call this the manifesto words. Ooh. A little time travel, like the beginning and end, how it evolves. I'll let you begin. So I wrote uh, honored and rejoiced, as it's just uh, really uh, nice to be recognized and a uh, very kind introduction you gave and all that. Cool. Not what I expected, not, a, not necessarily how I would describe myself. Yeah, I don't think we tend to describe ourselves overly... Uh... I just said you were important. Yeah, exactly. What the hell? <laughs> <laughs> and back then it was by your title. Okay, yeah, still. <laughs> now you know Now you know me better. You know, it's not a way to describe me. But uh, yeah, and also rejoice. It's just joy to be here and a joy to, uh, to be able to, to share bits of knowledge. Same for me. My first word was calm. Mm -hmm. I was trying to find calm. <laughs> But I wanted also to have this peaceful start. My second word, and I think it's pretty, it's a compliment as well. Mm -hmm. The word that came was complex, and I cannot say why, but it came. And I had challenge because I was trying to solve the Ruby Cube, just not to be, you know, empty words. Oh, he brought the Ruby Cube. Does he know how to solve it? We don't know yet. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he don't. We don't know if he knows how to solve it. He just mixed it up and pretends that he knows. So I felt like I should be able to solve it. And at the same time, I'm expected to speak, note a word that pops into my head. Well, you have to multitask. Yeah. That's the point of being human, right? No. It might be brutal generalization, but I think men are not the best at multitasking. I knew it would go there, but you just don't want to. Yeah, I can't. That's why I haven't solved the cube yet. We need more time. <laughs> yeah. And that's the thing, because it's meant to, like this is a toy that is solved against time. So saying you need more time is just proving not to be as good as you portrayed me throughout the past hour. But you said that it wasn't about being fast, right? It was also about taking the time. Did I? Yeah. All right. If you say so. But the more you do it, the more you're fast. And you don't even realize it. Mm -hmm. So uh, that's really kind. Uh, when, could, you, could you explain? Uh, have some uh, extra word on uh, what do you mean by the complex? Uh, I think the, the Rubik's Cube certainly guided me to this word. Cool. Complex, because sometimes I do believe that we are not only one face of a coin. Uh -huh. And the more complex or the more shades we have, the more, I would say, interesting we are. So it's not complex in a negative way. Uh -huh. Complexity is pretty challenging. Yeah, 
but it's calm complex if we mix the both words and if we mix your words we have honored honored rejoiced and challenged i'm gonna mix them all and they become our manifesto words. Okay, I like that a lot. I know you have to go soon, so I'm gonna say thank you. And I would love us to take a photo as a memory of this event taking place. Awesome. Amazing. Cool. So I'm gonna take a picture of it finished. Yes. It's a proof of it. It really is finished. Yeah. Okay, this wasn't a joke. Okay, congratulations. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I find it super impressive that you actually take like every single side of it to prove that it's finished. <laughs> the level of disbelief that I actually solved it. Remarkable, really. <laughs> no, it's just that I didn't expect you to finish it so quickly. So mostly impressed. Awesome. The world record is three seconds, 3.6. Do you want to get close to the world record? I don't have brain power for that. It takes a lot of different skills that I haven't developed. Have you ever experienced that imagining things in three dimensions is just way more complex than two, dim two dimensions? Never thought about that. For example, I play a game called Lumiosity, I believe, which is a series of games to train your sharpness. One of the, game, the games is that you have suitcase and you have some objects in a suitcase and the suitcase will close. You need to place additional object in a way that it will not interfere with other objects in the suitcase and it's, it's a simple graph for example six boxes in a suitcase uh, and then you have three boxes here and then you need to and two boxes here and you need to place you need to place them in a way that you can close and fill all the gaps and with two dimensions it's easy when it falls like a book but if it falls like a book and there's also one upwards facing yeah uh fold to it then it just uh, adds another complexity and and this is a this is a step that is uh Surprisingly more difficult to me it was at some point as well and and that's also what Ruby cubes uh, helped to to imagine and that's a is it like a free thing yeah you can yeah luminosity maybe if you show me the icon I'll be able to exactly I, I'm not sure about the name I, I go by icon right luminosity the this brainy orange thing yeah yeah I know it I think I downloaded it play some uh, it's it's fun games. it's fun tack manetak seltak ilimur I'm getting better at Danish, maybe. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not good at Danish, so... Uh, You're not good at Danish? I wouldn't say so. We didn't have a word in Danish. Would you want to share a word? Stack. Thank you, no thank you. <laughs> I go by the, you know, do what you're good at and delegate the rest. And at this point, I don't think speaking Danish is a way to go. Do you have any advice for me for the next person or the next... Advice, advice. or suggestion? How can I improve? Some advice? I think you have a beautiful setup. And I think, uh, yeah... You like the computer looking at you? I don't. Computer? I don't. I don't mind it. I mean, it's. Uh, I am an analytical person, so I don't mind having graphs of my voice at all times when I speak. I find it just intriguing and see, like, oh yeah, I can see how I modulate modulate my voice and how uh, at this point I speak slower. But when I want to say something direct, that was British. Where did that British accent come from? I don't know. That's what happens when I get to be direct. <laughs> <laughs> but what I mean is, uh, you have your setup. Quite nice. Experience will just give you more freedom to uh, to maneuver through the conversations. Yet I would still say you do it brilliantly. I felt very welcome. I uh, I had very good time. So I suppose this is also a quite important part of you doing that your part to make me feel not nervous. Exactly. And you did it really well. Manetak, and I want people to know the person behind. And I'm glad that you shared that much. Really. But then. Know your audience. Know who, like, 
I don't know. I don't know who's gonna lose. Yeah, but if you're gonna have British British Queen, you shouldn't you shouldn't pop a joke with her, right? I'm not. I that's a know. beautiful pink dress. <laughs> Maybe I would say that. Yeah, that's a compliment. That's not a joke. That's a joke. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I didn't see that coming. Oh my god! Please, I I didn't meant to say anything against the queen. Yeah, I'm completely fine with that. I'm I, not a big fan of monarchy. I, I didn't. I didn't want to say that anyway i love how politically correct you are because the political correctness is one of the things i couldn't care less about but beautiful let's let's wrap it up on this one huh <laughs> also because i think it's time for us to yeah he has to leave so maybe he'll come back but um i'm really grateful that you said yes that you shared and you gave us thank you thank you thank you for the invitation insightful tips because a lot of people need it at the beginning before they apply while they're here chill they grow. Many times. This is all for us today. Uh, what would I say to wrap it up? I'll just tell you people, expand enthusiasm and hope you have a wonderful day. Bye-bye. Bye. Voila. Voila. My faith in them is somewhat irrelevant because it is them who needs to lift it off the ground. So they need to have a faith in themselves regardless of what the circumstances are. And, the cer and in this case, I would be a circumstance that believes or don't believe in them. I see. And that should be... Not the question. Not the question. I think the question is, for every founder or co-founder, do I, do we believe we can make it? And it's their faith in their idea that matters. <laughs>